This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Horse. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Drunken Comedian Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back and uh, I'm your host, Matt Horse. And yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, such a, a lovely response to the first episode with Stuart Goldsmith. I, I want to say thank you for the people who got in touch with me. Uh, let me know that they enjoyed the podcast through Twitter and Facebook. Uh, it meant a lot and uh, I appreciate the feedback as well. However, I won't keep you too long because we have a very exciting podcast. Our second episode is with Revan and Fennell, everyone. They are a sketch double act. That's Alice Fennell and Rosie Revan. They actually live together and they work together as well. Uh, I've known them for about a couple of years. I met them at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2015 when I worked there. I uh, the Edinburgh Fringe for the entirety of August at Sea Venues and they were doing a show there, their first Edinburgh hour, and I got to know them properly through that and we've been friends ever since. Uh, and uh, you get to hear some of our interactions uh, and how we get to know each other throughout the podcast as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really fun podcast to record. I hope you enjoy it. Um, some things to bear in mind that it was on a Wednesday night in Camden uh, at a very quite a noisy bar. Again, it's, it's, some, it's quite noisy at times, but, you know, just pretend you're having a pint with the hashtag lads. Whoa. Also, if you're a podcast fan, you'll be able to spot some uh, Ellis James and John Robbins references because I was listening to it on uh, on the way down to this to record this podcast. Anyway, I hope you enjoy. We're going to welcome to the podcast the fantastic Revenant panel, everyone. Thank you. Where's the claps? Where's, yeah, there's nobody claps in this bar. Well, I mean, to be honest, those people like, there have not stopped looking at me. Like, they, they obviously know who I am. Yeah, obviously. You know what I mean? It's yeah. really embarrassing now. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought they were looking at me, you know, one no. of my autographs saying, Matt Horse's Drunken Comedian Podcast. <laughs> I, I am one of the 40 downloads, you know. Oh, so. wow. Sometimes you just want to come to a bar and, not, and live your life and not be hassled and, by yeah, and Joe Public. Yeah, <laughs> not get people offering to buy you drinks all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, right? Please leave me alone. I'll buy my own drink. Kind stranger. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> To the pint. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, listeners at home, Matt's bought us each a Bex. No, it wasn't a Bex, it was a Peroni. Peroni, because I'm uh, the kind of man that likes There are other lagers available. Yes, yeah. other lagers are available. I've got a half, they've got pints. You know, living large, hashtag large, innit? Uh, this is really good fun because I haven't seen you for ages as well. Uh, it's been ages, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and last time I saw you was when I uh, stayed at Rosie. Or both oh, your house. yeah. Uh, International Youth Arts Festival. You uh, slept on the couch. Yeah. That's right. It was a really weird week. You, you slept at the couch, on the couch, didn't you? Yeah, it was a... Matt. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Well, uh... yeah, he did actually stay on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, no matter how much we tried, he insisted he was on the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the only reason I'm doing this podcast tonight is just to show the world that I'm going out with two ladies in public. That's, that's the only reason, you know. No, but unfortunately he did resist our charm. And we look stunning. Yeah. <laughs> you too, yeah, you do look fantastic, both of you. Well, uh, you look well really do you? So do you. Thank you. I was about to say the same for you. I'll be honest, uh, I met my brother earlier, and it's the first time I've seen him since Christmas, and uh, I was trying to look cool and stuff like that. I got a soya latte. Uh, nice. Uh, and then I was like, hey, Alex, how's it going? And then I said hello, but with a coffee hand, and it splashed oh. all over my t shirt. Oh, and, uh, I, thought, I thought it was the effect. Oh, yes. yes uh, and also the smell. I just thought it was part of it. <laughs> no, that's just a general vegan smell of just soya latte. So it's not, and, uh, like a scratch and sniff t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we should develop this. Like, we should. If we uh, merchandise, you know. Uh, how's comedy been treating you for the last uh, couple of months? Good. I mean, we did um, Edinburgh last year. Um, and we haven't done a huge amount of um, shows since then. We have. We've done quite a few. Oh, a few, a few. Not, not tons. We were part of the London Sketch Fest, which is quite That's fun. That's right. We did the London Sketch Fest. That uh, was excellent. Um, 
Um, we did a really lovely uh, gig near Oxford at the, in December last year. And yes, that was organised by um, the people who um, put on the Natties, the new act oh, on the nice year. One, yeah. It was a really lovely rural gig uh, just outside of Oxford. Uh, and that was really lovely. It was just like in this tiny little village in this uh, village hall. But it was a really great atmosphere, really lovely audience. Um, so we did we did that. Um, we did we did a couple of gigs last week, didn't we? One went brilliantly. One went. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And by that noise, <laughs> yeah, she means it was okay. It was alright. Right. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and uh, I listen to Ellis James and John Robbins at the moment. Uh, okay. have, you, have you heard of it? Uh, um, no. It's basically, it's a, it's a radio show on XFM, and oh, it's like it's just lo- it's just two comedians like just uh, having uh, doing features and doing chats, and it's had like, the funniest podcast. Oh, really? They talk about like gigs and uh, how their weeks have been, and like even like professional comedians, they have that like, kind of like uh, a yeah, it's all right, kind of yeah, a straight yeah. for it kind of gig. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, anyone who does comedy knows that you can do one show one night and it goes down brilliantly. The same show the following evening and it's and it's really annoying because the one that always doesn't go as well is the one that you're most up for. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. And then the one that you're like, oh if you bothered, I'd rather just stay in and watch Netflix. It's usually the one that goes brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it's. I think it's also got to do a lot with uh, your ego as well. Because like, if you if you've had a really good gig, you're in that, that mind like, yeah, I'm really good. Yeah. And a bad gig kind of experience kind of puts you makes your ego to go down. But it's usually not a bad gig. It's just not as good yeah. as the other one. But then you you think it's gone badly, and it hasn't. It has. It hasn't gone as well. Or they've been smilers, as I call them, rather than people who will laugh out loud like they sit there and smile at you and you think oh that must have been awful but it's not it's because the other one was so brilliant and that's yeah. what makes that, that's what makes those gigs brilliant it's because they're once in ten yeah, unless you're somebody amazing like Matt Hoss like Matt Hoss I'm not sure about that in all fairness. But, uh, yeah. How are yours? You just came off as being really humble there, Alex. <laughs> Why? <laughs> all our gigs are amazing. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't well, say that. We'll find no, out in but the even the ones that we felt didn't go so well weren't brilliant. No. They just didn't oh, go no, so well. No. <laughs> we had stinkers. No. Oh, we have had stinkers. Yeah. Let's talk. Can we talk about the stinkers? Should we talk about the stinkers? Well, let's talk about the stinkers. Yeah. We had one in Edinburgh, didn't we, last year, Alice? Rosie, we had, we had about five. <laughs> oh, all right. Our agent might be listening to this. <laughs> we had a half a show that was semi good. <laughs> we had about ten people in the audience. So ain't bad. Yeah. For Edinburgh ain't bad. Um, but ten people in, and for some reason they were all sat in the front row. I don't Very know why awkward. they weren't spread out. Their necks were like all in the front row, and it, I think, and it was an early slot. It was at like midday, and and they just did not love. I mean, I, uh, it was a pay what you want show. Yeah, yeah. And they still donated quite a lot of money at the end, which made us thought maybe they were enjoying it. They were just one of these audiences that aren't very vocal. Um, and oh, we just wanted the ground to swallow us up, didn't we, Alice? Oh yeah. There was not. It was like tumbleweed, really. I, I, uh, I, I mean, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, when I did Aya, when I stayed with used to, the first show I did, it was four people in a midday show and sat in the front, and they had, uh, it was a very tall stage as well, uh, yeah. and their necks were craning upwards, yeah, yeah. and they were not enjoying it like that. In the first 10 minutes, they were, they were okay, they were going with it, but they remained for the 15 minutes. They did not enjoy it that much. And uh, in fact, there was, uh, to begin with, there was this German woman who kept on heckling me all the way through. Oh no! But she was, in all fairness, she was giving me something, uh, she was giving me some energy. I was like, that's yeah. at least something. Yeah. But then, you know, it was going bad when she petered out halfway through. Like, she, even she's giving up. Oh, no. <laughs> no, she, she didn't leave. Some of the people did, but they were going to see another show. And they were like, oh, sorry, Matt. And I was like, you've crushed my dreams. Uh, in, in and, uh, sorry, carry on. Uh, and I remember coming back to you two that night. I was like, I think I've just had the worst gig in my life. Oh, yeah. 
But I remember later on that week, as, as we talked about earlier, and I think it was two days afterwards, I had one of the greatest gigs of my life. Which, so I did like yes, a, I remember. It was like an hour long. Yeah, it was like, it was like uh, everything was worth it. Every bad gig was worth it because the whole room was up for it. And they laughed at all the jokes. I it makes such a difference yeah. when the audience are up for it and they're oh, your yeah. audience. That Because you feed off their laughter and, and when they're not your audience, that's when um, you just, you go to you go to pot really, don't you? Yeah, yeah. This woman in Edinburgh, she was about 75, yeah. 75, 80. She was sat bang slap in front of the middle. Right? We were quite busy this, this one day. She was right in the middle, at the front. And we got to about three sketches in. It was less than that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like halfway through oh, the, the opening number. Oh, no. Oh, and, God. and you can see, it was just, it, you can see what she was thinking. She sort of went, no, not for me. <laughs> and she just stood up oh, and she just walked out, disturbing all the rest of the front row, like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and just slammed the door on her way out. <laughs> Bye then. <laughs> no, obviously not her cup of tea. Not for me. But that, that kind of raises a really interesting point because, like, I know for as because I'm a stand-up, I would probably pick her up on that and be like. I would mention it because it would be disturbing people. But because obviously you're a sketch. Yeah, act. yeah. What do you do in that situation? Do you, do you acknowledge it or yeah. do you keep on going? No, you don't acknowledge yeah. it. You have to completely ignore it and carry on. Yeah. So also, you know, if, if we're halfway through a sketch and it's uh, a lot of some of our sketches are very wordy. Yeah. If we come out of character and acknowledge it, we'll completely throw us and then we'll sort of get a bit lost in the sketch that we were doing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Or sometimes. If people walk in, if they're late and they walk in, that 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 can be very annoying because people can like look at everybody will sort of turn and look at that person or whatever, and, and it and it'd be just as they're kind. Of, there's like a crucial bit in the joke. Oh yeah, and yeah. then it's and you can't yeah. sort of go. And, uh, <laughs> you have to just you can't just wait. Just, then you're out of character. Yeah, um, yeah, it does annoy me because like uh, if, if you if you. If you have like a narrative and it's it's important for the first five minutes, like you need some. Well, oh, yeah. uh, if, especially if you create like you establish a joke at the beginning for it to come important at the end. It, I've had it in shows where people have come in uh, like after ten minutes and they haven't enjoyed the ending because they needed to be there for the start. Yes. Minutes, so it's like, yes. Well, you, you need to. Do it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so it's slightly. I didn't, I didn't have the context. Yeah. yeah. Joke. But I mean, we're we're not natural adlibbers at yeah. all. I'd love to be. I'd love to be. I feel how much you stand up. I'm jealous. I'm like, how do they do that? How do you do it? How do you have that confidence to stand there? And it's just your material. It's yeah. just feeding off other people and yeah. saying, hello, how are you? What's your name? Because oh. that's like, I, I, I realize in, in, re, in the last year, I've, I've become really good at comparing because I've been doing it loads and loads. That's great. And I, I, I enjoy that way more than, I'm actually, I get, I'm a lot better at comparing than my actual material at the moment. And I've had to work really hard on my material <laughs> to make it good again. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I love comparing because like, because uh, it puts you in the heat at the moment, it forces you to talk with something. Because yeah. I, I didn't think I was naturally funny to begin with, but I think with comparing, it's really brought that the emergency out of me so instead of like waiting to get to a joke it's practice isn't it it's yeah, practice yeah. it's a skill that you develop yeah. like anything and uh, we're yet to develop that did you want to do stand up Rose? no no I, really? I mean I, I love stand up and um, I, a lot of respect to you guys but um, I couldn't I don't see myself ever doing stand up um, I think it's a got to be a certain type I think perhaps yeah um, obviously my analysis background is more in acting so yeah. you know we work with scripts more and um, and you used to met at East 15 right? yes yes so that was some uh, interview oh, skill right there uh, I, I, how did I know that? Was it because I'm such a good friend who used to, yes. or am I a stalker? I don't know, just one oh, of the two. Uh, Alright, okay. no, uh, I'll go with a bit of both. Yeah, well that's, 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 that's a healthy friendship. Maybe now a little bit less of a friend <laughs> if you're also a stalker. No, but yeah, because I know that you went to Canterbury. How, it was, how it was it? Canterbury. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not Ken. Yeah. Well, Rosie, Ken, we should know yeah. that because we've been there. We've done yeah. a gig there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, we oh, met yeah. at East 15. <laughs> we weren't on the same course, but we were in the same year. Yeah. Um, graduated there 
in 2009. And can I just say, right, Rosie took a year out, so she is technically an academic year older than me, though she doesn't like to admit it. She took a year out, I didn't, I went straight to drama school, I didn't get into the acting course, and I was like, oh, I didn't get in, didn't get in. And then this letter came through, and I sort of looked at it, and I was like, oh, it's nothing. And even my mum, when I was, you know, 18, I was living with her still, she sort of went, she said, um, said oh, yeah, it's nothing, and we sort of put it in the bin. I then went off to college, she got out of the bin and had to look. Turns out I got on an, another course. If my mum had never <laughs> looked at that, we'd never met. If you'd have never Funny, taken that, if you'd never taken a gap year, yep. I might have been a lot happier. <laughs> 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 yeah, funny. It, it's like sliding doors, isn't yeah, it? it really how, is. how that works out. It could have been Fennel and Hoss, you know. Oh, it should have been. Oh, let's do uh, that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what about Revan and Hoss? Revan and Hoss. Yeah. Same Hoss and Revan. Hoss and Revan. Yeah. Uh, sometimes Fennel. <laughs> <laughs> Occasional Fennel. That's, that's <laughs> with a bit of sprinkling of Fennel. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for the, for the benefit of uh, anyone that hasn't seen you before, uh, how would you, individually, uh, how would you describe your act uh, in a sentence? Uh, I'm the funny one. <laughs> and she does mainly admin. <laughs> There's a lot within that <laughs> to unpick. <laughs> yes, I do mainly admin. Mainly admin. <laughs> um, I would say <clears throat> silly, yep. observational. I can name some of the things that I don't think we are. Okay, yeah, let's do that. I don't think we're particularly um, edgy or off the wall, but we know that and we're not trying to be anything other than what we are. We like, well, not to say we don't like that, we do like that, but our style is more traditional. Yeah. And, and we, we like like doing traditional and we like watching edgy stuff of course we do I find it very funny but it's just not our style is it we didn't mm. decide to go for that when we started out we decided to go for something a bit more well, that's just um, that's what we are yeah. it's not like that we sat down and went right do we go edgy yeah. or do we go well, traditional well I had that I had that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no we're big fans of you know like Morecambe and Wise French yeah. and Saunders and you can totally see that when you perform as well because it is it's very it is that um, just kind of bread and butter just kind of like like yeah, it's just like it's like, uh, it's like you're watching when, when you're watching YouTube performs like watching a Sunday afternoon like television programs like uh, like kind of just it's fantastic sketch comedy. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah. Cheers. You can use that on any poster <laughs> if you want. So, uh, fantastic sketch comedy. Yeah. That sounds like he's got fantastic sketch comedy. Oh no. Well, I do actually. Oh, you do? <laughs> Would you ever want to do a sketch? Oh, uh, if, well, if we ever do Edinburgh together, what, uh, we should definitely cameo in each other's shows. Oh. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come on. I'll act a couple of male parts for you. Mm. I'll be like, oh, hello. I'll be the Yorkshire guy in this sketch. The Yorkshire vegan. Yorkshire vegan. You're the Yorkshire. Yeah. That's uh, you know that's the archetypal role. You know I'm always typecasting the Yorkshire vegan. It's such a popular role, you know. Um, oh, I think it's so funny. Listeners at home, Matt comes from a family of beef farmers, beef farmers and he's a vegan. Yeah, they genuinely brilliant. hate me. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but my, uh, as, as you two already know, my first ever show was about telling my beef farming family I was vegetarian, and I did the whole hour show about that. And uh, and the twist at the end is that I, I, that I turned vegan a year afterwards. Uh, uh, and uh, a, funny, a fun fact, uh, I did a Hating Fringe Festival, and on the final night, uh, this lady who was running the, ve- the venue captain said, oh, um, I'm going to introduce you to the sage, is there anything that you want? And she hadn't told me she was going to do this, it was only like five minutes before. So, um, yeah, if you want, fair enough. Um, and she's like, oh, give me a couple of facts about yourself. And uh, yeah, and I didn't really think about it. I was really tired. And so I was like, oh, my name's Matt. Uh, I'm a Yorkshire. I'm a vegan. And I thought that, uh, she wouldn't want to mention that. You're but, a Yorkshire. Yeah. I, I, I am a Yorkshire. <laughs> but he did say he was tired at the time. Yeah. yeah. You're a Yorkshire. You're a vegan. <laughs> she went up on stage and she was like, a friend of mine, the crux of the show, uh, uh, the, uh, the reveal at the end is that I'm a vegan. She goes, uh, Welcome to the stage, it's Vegetarian Man, uh, vegetarian man. Uh, and uh, he, his name is Matt Hoss, and he's a vegan. Welcome to the stage, Matt. It's like, you just ruined the whole show. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was, it was a tough gig as it was. Oh, no. it, it was. It was a Saturday night, right? And it was uh, in, a, in a bar with people having oh. drinks. And, and <laughs> to top it all off, bear in mind the show is about animal rights and stuff like that. There was like a deer head on the wall. It was like, this isn't the perfect venue for me, is yeah. it? <laughs> 
maybe this isn't going to be your crowd. No, it, it, it was it was a struggle, but it was a nice. It, it, uh, again, it's a lot of smilers, and I thought I thought it was a bad show, but it, it turned out people did enjoy it. But I couldn't, it was so loud, I couldn't hear the laughs. Mm. That sounds like a bad excuse, but like it, it genuinely was. Uh, I think. Oh, how awful! Yeah. When gave away the home ending. Yeah, it was it was really tough. Um, <laughs> the thing is, in my life, whenever anything bad happens, it is annoying, but also. I have good material yeah, out of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's my kind of thing. That's it, yeah. And as you mentioned earlier, I don't think you choose your style, I think your style chooses you. And yeah. I, I kind of, I, I, I live off these embarrassing moments because it kind of, it, has, it gives you something to talk about. Well, absolutely, well. and it's character building. It really, it genuinely is. It really yeah. is. Because uh, like, I, for the last like four years, I thought I was quite a boring person. You're not boring. That's the thing, because uh, I, I realised, even like in the last like ten minutes, I'm a Yorkshire vegan that's quite spring yeah I mean, very niche uh, I'm also from a beef family, yeah. family. <laughs> exactly uh, uh, and uh, yeah I've, I've been kind of like trying to really exploit my weirdness you know trying to explore it as well like uh, I, I realise that I'm, I'm quite a strange girl as well so, um, do you still think I'm strange? Be no no of course no Are you saying that just because I bought your beer? <laughs> no, you're not strange at all, Matt. No, no I, 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 I do think I am a strange person, but in a, not you in a crazy way. You need to be there, don't you? Like, you, you, yeah. who's, who's normal? The stand-up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. How who would choose that? People who are just normal. Yeah. Who would choose that? Who, yeah, in all fairness, it's not a, it's not a stable career choice, is it? Yeah. It's, not, it's, not a, it's not something that's unhealthy, though, you know? No, I mean, you have to have things on the side, unfortunately, when you start out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I say, I, I couldn't work with Martin Spencer. And, Do you? Uh, yes. What, on the tills? Uh, I have been demoted to the tills as of last week, so that's good. Uh, what were you doing for? I, I, I used to work in the cafe. Laundry, uh, uh, I, I wish, you know. <laughs> that's why I got demoted, you know, very creepy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, I work in the tills now, so, uh, and it's quite awkward because if you're a vegan, I have to touch a lot of meat, and, uh, and yeah. I had to stop. Uh, last oh, night. Yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, you got to touch a lot of me. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, hey. oh, 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 a little bit of a comedy for you there. Or, uh... Alice used to work in a supermarket. Didn't <laughs> I thought you were going to say some else in there. You worked in Summerfield. I did for a day. No. Six weeks, and then I just left. Yeah, well, I go. handed in my notice and just didn't come back. Yeah. Uh, honest, I, I, I'm very tempted. And now this, uh, I want to write about this because like, I think I'm addicted to like drawing on sympathy in my life, and um, I, I want to quit my job, but in in the dramatic circumstances. Yes. So if someone's being rude to me, I want to yes. be like, no, yeah, I've done fuck that. you. I've I quit. Done that. Yes. I'd I, love to do I that. I have done that. Yeah. No, what did you actually do? The dramatic. I quit. No. Yeah. I'm out of here. Let's just let's no, hear the story. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear the story. I went to this place, and in this place there was a bowling alley. And uh, the guy, no, I know, just the man was pocketing money. He wasn't feeling the was pocketing the money. I knew he was because my but whenever I take over, it would never oh stop. Yeah. And I told my my um supervisor I told my supervisor I said look this is happening no I didn't say it's happening I said I think this is happening and he told the guy that I'd said that he told the man and I went in, I was like excuse me can we have a word please and I've gone into the um, as good as it I thought it was going to be no no it's good and we went into the um, uh, where all the beer barrels are yeah. cellar cellar thank you into the cellar and I said how dare you how dare you tell him I've told you that in confidence if, you know I, you know, now, 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 how does that make me feel? You know, I've got a terrible explanation. And he's saying, I don't know. Well, I thought I was doing the right thing. He said, that is horrible. How can I trust you? I quit. Yeah. And then I quit like a week later because obviously I had to notice. <laughs> <laughs> so a bit, a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah. I quit. I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, I did the right thing because it turns out he was stealing. Oh yeah, I, I, I think um, such a goody two shoes. No, no, that's... Like, and he was making it. Like, like, I was doing it. He was trying to frame me for it. No, because it, 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 it,
it's uh, uh, I think it's good because you, uh, you, you, you stood up uh, against something wrong and you, you put yourself on the line for it. No, and that's, that's good. I think we need more of that in society. We need to stand up against them. Because the thing is, I didn't. The thing is, I don't. I didn't mind that he. I didn't care he was stealing. I didn't really. I'm not. You know, it's his own thing. It was more than he was trying to. It, it would look like it was my. It was me. Yeah. He was trying to make it like it was me by handing over the till to me. Was this the same guy that told you what his sex sex song was? No, that was not So now every time you hear that song... At the same song, place of employment. Um, <laughs> every what? time you hear this song, you're reminded of him. Yes. And out of curiosity, what is this song? What is it? Express yourself! <laughs> <laughs> and it used to come on the, wait, it used to come on the CD almost every shift to be like, you mean on nudge. Oh, that's gross. Uh, was it like a... That's I went to a strip bar. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would insinuate that every time that came on, it was like, oh yeah, my sex song again, you know? Yeah, Hello, I know, lady. I know. But every time I hear that song, it still makes me remember the nudge. Yeah. I feel like we need to, for the listeners at home, um, I feel like we need to describe yeah. the yeah. establishment that we're in. How would you describe our fine bar? Trend, bit trendy, bit trendy. It's got oh. reclaimed um, school tables. And on the, on the school tables, there are actually people have written stuff on here. Yeah, there's graffiti on the school I feel like tables. Write something. Have yeah. we got a pen? Yes, okay. Um, yeah. You've got exposed brickwork, of course. We are not graffitiing. You've got a miniature foosball table on the wall. On the top shelf, there are lots and lots of lamps. Yeah, lots lamps of kind of vintage-looking lamps. And in, in, in between each lamp, they're also on a book, like a classical book. And you've got beer cans as well. Yes. Uh, have you also mentioned that there, there's a disco ball, but it's not a ball, it's actually a skull as yeah. well. It's a motif for how uh, how we live fast and die young and society's uh, uh, focus on Epicureanism. And, uh, wow, yeah. that was really deep, man. Yes. Well observed. Wow. Yeah, and it's also, uh, it's also a metaphor for getting wasted. Yeah, boy! <laughs> it, is a, it is a Wednesday night in this place yeah. packed. The thing is, what shall I draw on this table that you're allowed to draw? I'm not Are we actually allowed to do it? Yes, look, it says 2017 here. Michelle and Chloe was here, 2017. Yeah. But are you allowed to do it? <laughs> oh, my libel, libel. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. Okay. Before um, we do that, how, how, about we re- how about we read out some of the things or describe what's on the table, on, on this graffiti table so far? Okay. Uh, for example, got... there's, I dance with Cinderella. I've got him one of those inspirational quotes that you would get on oh, a meme yes, on Facebook. Love is the weapon of our generation. Oh, yes. Mine just simply says, I am yours. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. But that's, um, <laughs> so that's quite simple. Uh, they're simply jets. That's very inspirational. Uh, you've got lots of, I think it's time in a Christian school. You've got lots of, you've got somebody who's just simply drawn a clock with 20, 20 to 10 saying yay. Oh, I've got a cluster of um, cock and balls. Oh, uh, and also there's cotton balls on the table as well. Uh, <laughs> right Matt, put it away. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I interview all my guests, okay? Stuart Goldsmith was pretty appreciative of it, actually. That's the general theme. <laughs> yeah, the, the gimmick is my cotton balls. <laughs> Uh, listeners at home, you can vote which is your favourite. So, Alice, what did you write on the table? I write my lover. And that's because you, uh, you're that's from, uh, from Devon. Brilliant. Uh, I wrote a hashtag drunk compod at drunk compod just to really emphasise uh, the podcast. You need to, you know, get publicity where you can get it. You know, uh, and uh, what did you uh, write? Grab life by the pussy. So there's some good, some good contenders there. Uh, listeners at home, you can uh, vote. Uh, tweet us at, uh, at drunk compod as is on the table, and let us know what's your favourite. You know. Is this your writing process? Yes, I'm the funny one. <laughs> what have you done today, Rose? I've walked lots of dogs. So you are in your in your time off. You're, you are a dog walker. I, do, I I am a dog walker when I'm not performing. Um, yeah, I walked six dogs today in the rain, so that was great fun. Yeah. And do you enjoy walking dogs? Uh, I do, I do. When it's nice weather. Yes. When it's nice weather. Um, it's not what I imagined I'd be doing at almost 30 with a degree in performing. I have a, uh, a master's and I work in master's. So, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, but it's, uh, it must be a nice, uh, it must be a happy it's, it's, it's flexible because I'm my own boss, yes. you know, and uh, so that's the, that's the perk. I, I guess life um, can be a bitch sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
She's right in that right table. table. Am I right? Am I right, ladies? And uh, uh, Alice, you have a job in your part time? I do in my uh, my other my other life. Um, I look after children in a school as a TA. Uh, but I've left. Territorial? Oh, you've left? Yeah, I've left. I was going to make a joke about Territorial Army and TA. No, it's all right. Uh, it's not that funny. Uh, but, uh, so you've left. Uh, uh, I, I leave in I leave in March. Okay. So, uh, sorry, my boss does know this, so that's, that's fine. I can't reveal this. But, uh, uh, it, it, again, you should have left dramatically from there. Oh, is, is that the job you left uh, dramatically from? You know. Oh, I should have done. I yeah. should have done. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, uh, little Timmy, you're stealing from the school, all right? You know, I quit. In two months' time. Yeah. But uh, are you leaving because? Uh, 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 I'm leaving because I want to do comedy. Comedy. Great. Full time. Yeah. So I'll probably see you in M and S. You're welcome. Well, the job sounds like. Yes. Yes. Uh, so um, you two are uh, taking steps towards becoming full time comedians. Yes, as well. we are. And uh, mm-hmm. you're currently represented by agency. Yes. Uh, yeah. We got signed um, sort of July or June, July last year. Shortly before we went up to Edinburgh. So that was great, that was fantastic news. And I remember seeing your Edinburgh show, uh, and uh, your agent was in the in the room that day, and it was absolutely buzzing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a good show. Yeah. It was a really good show. Good uh, shoe. It was a good shoe. It <laughs> was also very, very good shoes. Yeah. Like, they were wearing good shoes, so it was a good show, and that was the one that our agent was in, luckily. So, uh, uh, but all, all of our shows were good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of them were They were all really good, and uh, I know for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was a cracking atmosphere. And uh, uh, just from the get-go, it was just uh, this, uh, uh, yeah, the, the audience were on board and the, the, the chemistry built on the group. I love it. We know in that show when it's going to be a good audience within about 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's the same with all the comedians. Uh, at the moment, I, uh, my opening joke, which I'm going to ditch soon, is uh, I, I do like a, a faux poem, so I'm like, oh, this is all of uh, all the girlfriends I've had in the past, and it's silence. And then, uh, <laughs> But you can tell it's a good barometer if, if they're going to enjoy the rest of your show. If they laugh at that, if it's a bit of a mumble, it's like, oh, it's going to be a bit hard. This is going to be hard. Yeah, and that's what it's like. There's a moment of about 10 seconds into our show. And if we don't get a laugh, that's when we know that <laughs> this is going to be a long hour. <laughs> In terms of uh, gigging at the moment, uh, what kind of shows are you doing? And, uh, We're doing a lot with um, Stu Turner. We're doing a lot with him at the moment. He's got a um, show called um, Stu Turner. But yeah, it's, um, quite, it's quite difficult because obviously I'm not famous in any capacity or... Uh, You're famous to us, Matt. Oh, thank you. I can, yeah. Oh, if I can film just the What? Infamous. You know infamous is? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're seeing the dark side of Brandon Tennell, you know. <laughs>
maybe that is why I do mainly admin. <laughs> but I, no, I, I think, that, in all fairness, uh, I, I think that's a really good point to, it's a, a good point to have in a sketch group or a double act because, like, you have that person to collaborate with. Yeah, but so, we disagree. We argue. Yeah. We argue about decisions. And does it ever get like serious or heated? Or? It did yesterday, didn't it? Well, not so. It never gets to the point where it's awkward and, and where we could fall out over it. Yeah, it's not that. Uh, and obviously, you two live together as well. So, yes. how do you find that balance between uh, being roommates and also um, like uh, colleagues as well? We're only colleagues, really. We, that's all we ever talk about is work. Yeah. It's really it's rare that we'll say, oh, we'll sit and watch a film. It's really rare. Yeah. We just work, we just work constantly. It's sad, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> very, very romantic. Yeah. Oh, we do it. Yeah. I'm a little bit drunk actually. Yeah, I just I I wish you had a drunk. I'm singing now. That's good. <laughs> we, we vandalised tables. We're gonna have a karaoke afterwards. work, isn't it? That bloody thing called work. It's, it's weird because I, I, I think comedians work so, like we do work so, well anyone in the arts, they work so hard because you have to work hard to survive really, so uh, yeah. Uh, but do you have any projects coming out on the horizon? Anything that you're working on at the moment? Like your well, as I said, like, we, we're just trying to spend this next year um, doing more film sketches, so we're starting to think about, we've got a couple of ideas and we're starting to think about how we can get those made and um, and we're writing, we're, doing, we're writing a lot of new material at the moment. Um, uh, what else? What else? We're taking part in a competition this Sunday. Great, well, The Leicester Square Theatre Sketch Off. Oh, wow, that's great. Uh, so we're in our heat for that on Sunday. So fingers crossed we go around to, we go through to the semis. So uh, how do you decide? Because obviously you have a, a wealth of material and incredibly funny sketches. How do you decide what goes into a short set? Rosie decides. <laughs> Admin base. I d yeah, I decide. <laughs> yes, um, it, it depends on the length of the set. No, it's not just me that decides. It's a mutual agreement discussion, isn't it? Yes, it's a mutual agreement or discussion. <laughs> That's what I've that. been told to say. Does it go into my head? <laughs> so let's say you're doing a club twenty. Uh, how? Um, what would the process be of uh, deciding which sketches go in? And uh, uh, so, what's the process of putting that together? So, deciding what goes into a certain set. Available. Yes. For a start. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, some venues. I mean, they won't have um, wings. You know, and there's a, quite a few of our sketches require entrances and exits. So that's that's a factor. Um, it depends on whether we can play sound effects and music and stuff. Uh, yeah. So it always depends on the venue. It depends how long we've got. Our favourite sketch is about seven minutes long. Yeah. So, and then if that's a ten-minute set, that's it. So you don't really want to do that one. Yeah. Um, usually, if it's a, a lengthy set, we'll try and work in some of our our double act. Uh, so part of our show is us, you know, chatting, yeah. doing banter with each other. Although it's it's all been written and rehearsed and learnt. Um, no, it hasn't. It's the first time I've ever said it. <laughs> um, and we, you know, double act, and um, quite a big part of, of our act is, you know, we've got the traditional straight man, funny man. Um, and so it's depending on the length of the set will work in some of that as well. So uh, you also mentioned being uh, like a straight man and a funny man and uh, how do you two, here's a, it's, this is a Stuart Goldsmith question, but uh, how do you two develop your personas within the double act and how did you kind of get to the point where you are now in terms of who you are on stage and how you form with each other? Well, my character, your character wasn't as much as, as developed, was it, for ages? Mine's always been... Mine's very... She's, she's very stupid, but she always thinks she's fine. She is never wrong. Well, this is like a clown. Yeah. 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 She's never ever wrong, but she's stupid. Yeah. But she's she can be incredibly arrogant as well, and uh, you think you're really intelligent. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, yeah, we should be grateful to be listening yeah. to what she's saying. And Rosie's... It took us ages, but we did finally got to the point where Rosie is only 
only doing this because she wants to be a serious actor. She wants to be acting. And, but we care about each other when we are friends because there is a level of stupidity with Rosie as well. But, yeah. but she has to be able to have a. I'm a bit. Um, uh, I'm very ambitious. Uh huh. Um, a bit egotistical, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm. I'm brains behind the operation yeah. I'm the artist yes I'm a lot smarter than Alice but um, she's very much the boss still <laughs> and, I, and puts me down we sort of had this thing where we decided that for some reason that Rosie's character is writing a serious play yeah. Yeah, we, never, we never developed on that but we should and she's we decided this play was never ever going to get finished she's, she's a bit like you ever seen Family Guy Brian yeah, yeah, uh, she's a bit like that yeah. she's got this play that well, this book yeah. that they're writing it's never finished because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, what I would love to see if, it, uh, if you were to do another Edinburgh show uh, uh, I, I would love to just um, I would love to see you two just interacting it's just like uh, so uh, I love the sketches but just, uh, I love just the interaction between you two because uh, 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 what you could do uh, um, it's more of a meeting than a podcast but like uh, 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 yeah, exactly. uh, but uh, it'd be great if, uh, if you had that as a through line throughout your show so you had the sketches but on top of uh, but you could also have like who's to your relationship as well that's yeah. like the through line of the, the thing so like you're trying to write a play and, like uh, I think it's the three half points who uh, yeah. with, with, with our mutual friend yeah. uh, they, um, they uh, I think um, I can't remember his character's name uh, Derek, Derek. Derek Derek trying to play uh, as a straight guy he's trying to be uh, the actor and yeah. uh, he's trying to do this monologue he's being interrupted yeah, by the other yeah. and it'd be great if you could have that similar, well, not really similar kind of thing, but like a. Should we just make their sketch? Guys, right, there's three of them, three half points. One. Oh, two and a half points, perhaps. <laughs> Or maybe just a Lager Shandy funny from now on. So we'll start doing sapsick and clowning, just basically nick their acts. Sorry guys. In between, I'll kind of stand up, I'll be like, so, yeah, what's the deal with airplane crew? I'll just stand up in the middle. I'll talk about my mum and her new relationship with her boyfriend as well. Actually, my mum's actually a resource of a lot more material. She's actually a lot more funnier than I am. <laughs> and I want, I don't want her to do it because one, it'd be really embarrassing. Two, she'd be a lot funnier than I am. Uh, no, she a, wouldn't. Yeah. That's not possible. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I'd love to meet your mum. I'd actually love to do a show where uh, I did most of it, but she came on at the end to do 10 minutes. Just uh, how funny would that be? Oh, she, I don't know. Oh, I look forward to it. That's the show right there. So <laughs> I, I, I do a whole show about my mum. Like, here, here we go. Here we go. Right? Okay. So, uh, right. so you know there's an archetypal Edinburgh show where you know, talk about dead parents. You know, how for the whole show, I, I can't insinuate it's a dead parent show. Oh, yeah, but at the end, oh, Mum's here to do some material. And she does the same material from her point of view. Oh, Guys, I'm... My mind is blown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a drink talking, I was <laughs> Well, that's an idea. I, I, I also have this is really, uh, this is because we've had a fight now, right? You're getting all the, the quality Matt Hoss material. I know, I feel get him totally one. sober and you two are pissed. I'm not drunk. Drunk, see me. I'm just a bit merry. <laughs> it's a drunk podcast. Yeah. It's a Wednesday night. <laughs> it is a Wednesday night, I forgot about that. Because yeah. obviously you used to wear a double act and you have to spend a lot Maybe of time. Maybe not much longer. <laughs> Again, rather than the horse or fennel on the horse, it's on its way. Um, but um, uh, why don't you tell the listeners at home three things you love about each other and three, uh, three niggles you have towards each other. Oh, God. We'll start with nice things. Okay. Uh, so, uh, really you know, should we start with bad things? Because then otherwise it might. Okay, let's start with uh, bad things and then move on. Oh, I'm nice. I've got a very fragile heart. Oh, 
Right, three things that get on my nerves. How about you do it like cream pong? Without it. Okay, yeah. Number one. <laughs> You're messy. I am very messy. You're messy. Number one. Rosie bites her nails constantly. She's doing it right now. I was expecting some other lines of, well, my career path is supposed to be a little more artistic, but this is also oh, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm joking. <laughs> so, uh, should we do uh, positive number one? Okay, uh, positive number one. Um, she's extremely kind and caring. Yeah, yeah. Rosie likes how kind and caring I am. <laughs> I feel like I'm being well boring. I'm not very good at interviews. I feel like you're a therapist, but also, you know. Okay, second bad thing. Right, second bad thing. Um, she's always, always asking me if her breath smells, and I've told her a million times, you don't, you never have bad breath. She, she's, oh yeah. She, her paranoia grates on me big time. By the way, I sympathise a lot. I was like, uh, what am I? I'm very paranoid about how I smell. Yeah, I, I am. I don't smell though, is it? It's like volume. Yeah. Don't worry. It's like if, if I if I if I think I might smell like right now, if I think I might smell, I feel like very I close up quite a lot. Uh, so. It's a normal one, isn't it? Um. It's on her phone constantly. Like, Ooh. it's like Facebook constant. Okay, good thing. Okay. I, I think you've got a great, um, um, <laughs> she's got a great arse. <laughs> I mean, I've been waiting to say it for the last for the, for the entirety I've known you, but you know, I, if I thank you very much. I tell you what, I tell you what. When we're writing, um, I'm somewhat better at writing dialogue than her, but she is much funnier than me. Like she will then come in and actually make the script I've written funny, <laughs> and before that it wasn't. Yeah. I, I also sympathise with you in that. Um, I, I used to have a writing partner called Dan Rhodes when I used to write sketches. I used to be the ideas man, so I'd create these interesting little, uh, these nuggets of ideas, but usually I would make them funny, and who would just come along, just change it, and then uh, it's funny all of a sudden. Crazy, yeah, yeah. I am, I love how determined you are, and how passionate you are about doing what you want to do, and how, how upset you get if it's not going exactly how you want, because it makes you want to drive forward. And I wouldn't be in the position I am without you, because you, you're the one that goes, we need to do it, and I'm there going, I don't want to, and you're like, come on, and we do it. Thanks. Thanks, Alice. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will do more. Final, final bad, final bad thing. I feel like I've created something I didn't want to create, but... That I'm struggling. I'm, no. I'm really struggling to think of a third well, bad thing. I've actually written a list actually, so if uh, you can help. Yeah, I'm going to get my list out here. How about we do um, final nice things and then leave it at that? You're sexy. Keeps our Facebook and Twitter going, whereas I'm yeah. not interested at all. Yeah. Go. Okay. So, so social media. Oh, okay. You put up a lot with my moaning. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Yes, I, I, do. I do. Yeah, she does. I'm, I'm, I moan. And you put up with it day in, day out. And I noticed that. So thank you. You're welcome, Alice. I'm so sweet. Out. Yeah. For the listener at home, that's the most awkward hug I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now me and Matt are hugging. Oh, yeah. oh trendy who, establishment who is as well. Your best friend. Oh, like, can you say that? There's so many you don't want to upset anyone. Well, that's true. Um, who's my best friend? Uh, well, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, 
uh, one of my best friends is this guy called Dan Rhodes who uh, might she has to call him by both names is that, is that, like, is that like a normal thing well, say, hey it's you it's Dan Rhodes oh yeah I, yeah kind of uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's like my I think he's my eternal writing partner and uh, I think we go on quite well um, but also in Yorkshire I have a couple of friends at home like uh, my friend Mark uh, I was best man at his wedding uh, yeah, and I did a beautiful speech if I may say so myself uh, oh, uh, can you give us a rendition now or um, a little bit of there's a long lines of, uh, hey, this is weird. I'm a 21 year old guy, and my best friend, who's also 21, is getting married. <laughs> I'm really single. <laughs> oh, that's good. And I went on for, like, for about 20 minutes. Uh, but um, no, uh, uh, I, I talked about how uh, um, my life and his life were different at that point, and um, I also talked about uh, an anecdote where I saw Mark's penis, the one time I saw his penis, uh, uh, to great hilarity, and I compared Compared it to a king crawl and to great, to great comedy ensued. Uh, uh, then I did the Matt Hall special, and I put a, I, I, it's like seeing one of my shows. It's like I put a little bit of emotion in it. It's like actually their relationship has been the thing that really kept me going for all years. They gave me hope for, to feel love and uh, and to they, they continue to give me inspiration that uh, love can find me one day. You know, and that, at the end of it. And it was kind of, a, it was really nice, but it also ended up kind of awkward because that um, the guy, uh, the guy before me was who was father of the bride, so next up was a comedian, and I was like, I got a very emotional. Oh. Bit behind it. So you left everyone just sobbing. <laughs> no, it's more just a awkward silence, really. Did anybody walk out? Children. Well, then it's a good gig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did talk about his penis, so. Uh, but yeah, it's it good. It's funny. Uh, um, yeah, I also made an accident. I accidentally made a divorce joke, which didn't oh. go down great. But. Oh no, not a wedding man. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of friends as well. My friend Robbie, he's just released a, a, a brand new uh, social media slash music app. That's pretty cool. It's called Zubble, and what it is, it's um, basically uh, you share songs that you found or like and discover, yeah. and people can add it to their playlist. It's really cool. Uh, That's it's brilliant. A, it's a great app. And, and I said to him, Robbie, I'm totally going to talk about you as soon as I can. You know, yeah. Just, you know, really milk that money because yeah. I, I need it in my life. So. <laughs> So, I wonder if that takes off and then makes him millions. Hopefully, because I'm going to mooch off him for years. Yes. So. <laughs> but yeah, you um, can be his Eduardo. Yes. For those of you who have seen the Social Network, <laughs> yes. Eduardo was the co-founder, wasn't he? Yes. He bankrolled yeah. the operation. I suppose you wouldn't be able to bankroll it in your current situation, being no. a comedian. I could. <laughs> I could give him my way to Marks. I could give him a discount, Marks and Spencer's, but. Yeah. Uh, I would like to ask you, has performing comedy made you both happier? Wow. Wow, what a question. It's a strange... Well, first of all, I would say absolutely yes. Um, because about five years ago, before we started, you know, I'd been out of drama school for a few years and nothing was really happening and I was really depressed and it was and I I was pretty much ready to throw the towel in and give up and look you know, look at another career. Choose another career path. And Alice was the one that said to me, No, come on, let's how about we try being a double act? Uh, and it's all come from there really. Um, and you know, um, so I'm much happier now than I was five years ago because I've got something that I feel to work towards now. And, um, uh, yes, I would say definitely yes. But it's a strange one because also there are moments where you feel you feel rubbish like after after a gig that maybe hasn't gone down so well. It's a feeling that uh, I, just, I don't know. I wonder if people can relate to who don't do comedy. It's a strange. For me, it's all I've ever wanted to do is comedy. I yeah. mean, when I was younger, I wanted to direct comedy, and then went to drama school, and all I was ever interested in was comedy. And now I'm doing comedy, so I feel like well, that, that, that's always what I've wanted to do. Um, and also now I get to direct and act doing comedy, doing the sketch comedy, so that's great. Um, so that's always been my main passion. 
but yeah it's that, it's that feeling when a gig hasn't gone so well that I mean especially with me anyway you know it takes us all day of <laughs> getting over it and then you oh, then yeah. I'm a lot quicker than you aren't I yeah she's much quicker but I, I sort of uh, feel a bit sorry for myself and sulk a bit but then it is a developed skill and uh, I, to us, I thought I'd got over it uh, and there is certain gigs where I do get over it a lot faster than others <laughs> but sometimes when it's a really important gig you really mess up bad uh, I did a gig in Glasgow the paid opener I was like alright I'm in front of Janie Godley she's a quite famous Glaswegian comedian and I was doing her club was that right? I need to really impress her and I died on my arms and very much I'd driven uh, up three, like three hours to get to the gig and I was like yeah, it was bad I've been paid for it as well so I felt bad when I died on my arms so uh, yeah um, yeah if it goes well like a gig we did a couple of weeks ago it was so brilliant we had so much fun and then it can go so badly at times and um, uh, and also because it's so subjective sometimes this has only happened to us once after a gig that didn't go particularly well it wasn't quite the right theatre for us um, <laughs> no, that sounds silly. Um, I don't want to say too much. Yeah. We'll give it away of where we were, but it wasn't the right space. Space, I should call it. it wasn't the right space for us to perform in, and and it didn't go particularly well. And a couple of weeks later, we discovered that one of the people who had been in the audience can I say this, Alice? He'd written us a nasty review online, and it was so horrible. And like, it's like if it wasn't your thing. Fine. And we found it while we were in Edinburgh. We found it while we were in Edinburgh, and which is so emotional and so full on. And it, and anyway, you know, I just think it goes down to that old adage, doesn't it? That you know, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And you know, the only time I would ever write a scathing review is if I found what someone had said during their set particularly offensive. Yeah. If I just didn't find it funny, I'd go home and think, oh, that was rubbish. I wouldn't go online and write a review about it. But sadly, there are people like that that exist and you're an asshole, whoever you are that did it but we know his name but we won't disclose yeah. it we but we're totally over it so thank you you made us have you, thicker skin you made us have, thick, have thicker skin and sleepless nights now <laughs> I, I love how uh, how you say uh, yeah we're totally over it and you shout yeah you <laughs> dickhead <laughs> so over it don't care whatever 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 <laughs> um, but yeah have you ever had an experience like that Matt oh uh, where you found a review later on online actually uh, <laughs> uh, for a gig in January uh uh, not well. Two, uh, I've only had two big reviews done on me. One of which when I when I died on stage, uh, and Steve Bennett from Chortle was in. The, the head, the head of Chortle. Um, he was in, and uh, I died on my ass in five minutes. And uh, kindly, kindly, uh, every other act smashed it as well. I thought, yeah, this will be easy. And I died on my hole. And, like, lovely. Uh, um, like, just, he was really compassionate because uh, Steve Bennett simply wrote, uh, I did a set about vegetarianism at the time. He goes, uh, mixed results, Matt Hoss uh, did a routine about vegetarianism. But that is the kindest thing mixed to say about a guy's side. Mixed results. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Uh, but I did a show recently in Nottingham. Uh, and it was, I, I really loved it because it was chaotic. It was a because uh, I love doing shows which, I, I, I love derailing shows, shows which go crazy and out of the box, right? Uh, and in this particular gig, uh, there was a row in the front with tables and there were people drinking, stuff like that. And there was a big crowd, so I was kind of bantering with it. Well, I started off the show, I got the mic stand, said, hello, Nottingham, put the mic stand in the air, like grabbed Science. it. Uh, well, not, not quite, uh, it smashed in the room. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh 
god, no! And it was quite awkward to begin with. And I kind of did some banter with the audience. I didn't really get the first joke, the important joke, so I did think it was going to be a bit of a struggle. Had a banter, and I was like, oh, any single ladies in the audience? And I picked on a girl. That was kind of funny. And then I was doing a routine about Amsterdam, because I there was a progression on the one, and I needed to do well just to show that I uh, I was good enough. So I, did, I accidentally went into an old routine, which I hadn't done for a while, and it was very rusty. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, anyone been to Amsterdam? And uh, this guy put up his hand. Uh, I went to go and five him. I put my knee on one of the tables at the front, and the table fell down. Oh my god! <laughs> again, it was just this chaos, and I had to kind of recover. Was that, was that the same gig? Uh, yeah, the same gig. Oh, no. yeah. And the guy, it was a, kind of weird, and, and the promoter was like, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't really do material, I tried to do material, but it was just, oh yeah, but I really enjoyed it, because like, it's just that I love creating moments in the gig where you can never replace that moment. Oh, well, yeah. we've had that, like, we've had, we were doing our show in Leicester two, about a year ago, and uh, there's a part in the scene where Rose just and get a gun. Oh yeah. And no, I meant to already have the yeah, gun yeah. about my person. Yeah, okay, right. She meant to have it during the scene. And she's forgotten it. And I've noticed it backstage. So I put it on the curtain, like so she can see it. And I've sort of walked on and like sort of glanced down to it, thinking she'd seen it. Anyway, got to this part with a gun. And she couldn't find it. She has to get backstage and walk in everywhere. But it was hilarious. and ad-libbing and the audience was really laughing as well. Obviously you have to be there, it doesn't sound that funny right now. But. But I think it's great because you're because uh, obviously you have the sur- you have the, uh, the surface of your comedy, but uh, you kind of uh, with that moment you allow the, the audience to experience something that you're experiencing at the same time. So uh, they they get to see behind the curtain of your performance, so to speak, and you explore that with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah, you, you momentarily disappear, uh, dissipate the walls and build it back up again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm such a colour bloke. You and also, I'm a, I'm a really nice guy as well, you know. So nice. How am I still single? I, I, I don't know. You love animals. I, I do love animals. But uh, you two are vegetarians, aren't you? Yes. yes. Veggies. Veggies, yeah. Veggies. Uh, one of my, my favourite times, because uh, uh, in uh, Edinburgh 2016, I went up to Edinburgh for a week, and uh, and uh, we spent a lot of... We, um, the way we, we got to know each other was through Edinburgh 2015, because uh, uh, I was working at sea venues, and oh, you yes. two were performing at sea venues. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we got to know each other through that. One of my favourite moments in both of those years is that we went to just have like Pizza Express oh, together. Which are, like, yeah. It's like one of the nicest moments of my whole Pizza existence. Express opposite. We all went, we went and had dinner. It was yeah. really nice. Just nice to do something normal. Yeah. You have to try and find time for normal things yeah. when you're in Edinburgh. Because it, it was nice. You kind of get sucked into this Edinburgh bubble, don't you? And you forget about the rest of the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's so important to have like, like companionship as well. Like, yes, uh, yeah. Especially for standards as well. Right? It was nice enough. for us to speak to someone else, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's just us. Lonely old us. Can I just say that me and Rosie are friends, and we do, <laughs> and we do get on very well, but we have a very weird relationship where we bicker. Mm. But I think that's but natural, like a married couple. But it's, um, we are, you know, Ooh, why aren't we? It's like a marriage without the sex. Oh, oh, oh. It's like a marriage then. <laughs> Am I right? High five. Anyway, I, you can cut that out. <laughs> that is totally staying in. You are not inappropriate, Come on. Yeah. I was like, this has got her dad's sense of humour. very inappropriate. The other day, she said to my dad, I want to see you in a swimming trunk. Oh, my God. swimming and Alice's dad said oh I might not come and I said oh that's a shame I was looking forward to seeing you in your trunks and but you know it was I thought that was a totally appropriate thing to say to a friend's dad obviously not it's my opening line imagine going to see your partner's parents for the first time well you're right love to see you in your trunks <laughs>
Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Matt, so thank you for having us. It's Thanks been a pleasure. Us, so we've been Reverend Fennell. Um, uh, thank you so much, Alice. Oh, thank you very much. Rosie and Reverend. Can people uh, see you uh, live and also where can they see you online as well? Well, you can look at us online. Our website is Bevan and Fennel, that's R E V A N and Fennel, F E N N E W L dot co dot UK. And we always have our gigs on there because Rose is really good at doing that. Good at admin, good at admin. I mainly do the admin, yeah. Maybe not funny, definitely good at admin. I keep the website updated. So, I mean, you can always find gigs on there or Facebook, from Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Thank you so much, Revenant Fennel. Thank you. High five. Now let's all make out. That was Rosie Revan and Alice Fennel, and together Revenant Fennel. That was a really, really fun podcast for me to record. You know, it was it it it, it was Stuart Goldsmith. It felt like uh, I was really tense. I was like, I I was a little bit awkward at times. In fact, my friend Jack called me the other day. He was like, "You did talk about coffee quite a lot with Stuart Goldsmith. It was quite awkward." <laughs> but uh, with this, it just um, it was just a, a pure conversation. You know, uh, it, we kind of riffed off each other, and uh, it was a bit more relaxed. And that's the kind of ethos I was going for. I also didn't prepare any questions there, so uh, that was entirely my own interviewer skill. Will I cut that out? No, I won't. Um, but yeah, um, again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, if you can share it with your friends, if you want to subscribe to it on iTunes, uh, we're also on Podbean and Acast as well. Please share it on your social media and whatnot. It's really helpful for me to get those hits and downloads. Uh, and, you know, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes as well, that'd be greatly appreciated. So please follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well. We've got some really fun stuff going on there. You get to see some extra news and, st- and whatnot on there. Uh, so you can follow us at DrunkComPod on both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, yeah, we've got a big big list of exciting guests coming up and a big announcement coming within the next two weeks so please keep your eyes and your ears peeled for that but anyway uh i've been matt Hoss, and this has been the drunken comedian podcast i hope you've enjoyed bye I don't know if we'll be a double act. I need to go to the toilet now.